stop by the Buckeye Room Bar and Grill for happy hour. Stay longer on Tuesdays for music bingo or Fridays for karaoke. Follow us on Facebook for special events, live local bands, and more. The Buckeye Room Bar and Grill, located in the Buckeye Tower on Buckeye Road in Doraville. All right, uh, good morning, Robin. This is, uh, what, a Saturday morning, and um, I am on the road to South Georgia to help Mom out. She's uh, finishing up the process of um, selling her home and relocating up to North Georgia. And so um, I guess, you know, introduce yourself and uh, what persuaded you to run for mayor of Tucker. Sure thing, Robert. Thanks for having me on, and good luck helping your mom out. North Georgia is very beautiful, so I hope she'll be very happy there. Uh, so, yes, I'm Robin Byro, and I live in um, Tucker, Georgia. Well, Smoke Rise, to be more specific. Uh, and <clears throat> what persuaded me to run, it's basically a continuation of a lifetime of public service uh, and service to country. I'm a, I'm a Army Ranger veteran. Uh, served in the Army for 10 years, um, and I look, I'm all the time telling my kids to get involved locally, and I'm telling, I, I'm a political pundit frequently, um, m- more often than not on conservative media giving the Democratic counterpoint, and I'm all the time telling people to get involved in local politics, because that affects your life much more so than, say, really national politics and presidential politics. Uh, so this is me setting a good example for my children and showing them what getting involved really looks like. Uh, and, and they're out canvassing with me and going to events, and I've got my, my 13-year-old involved in Atlanta Green Cell, and this has been fantastic for my family uh, to show them all the different ways now to get involved. So that's basically what's what's the crux of it, Robert. Gotcha. And so is this your first political office that you run for? Yes, basically. I did launch a petition campaign in my 20s, and that was very ill-advised. That was the, uh, I did all the signatures to run against a Republican incumbent who, this was in South Carolina, um, but when I realized that he had $169,000 in cash reserves uh, in a pretty Republican district, the, the handwriting was on the wall, and I didn't actually file to run. So this is my first time filing to run going through everything uh, much better, you know, with, with consultants and advisors and looking at the, at the money and uh, doing all the due diligence that I needed to do. Gotcha. And so uh, what does it look like for you? Um, well, actually, uh, you mentioned Smoke Rise, and I still need, because I have a uh, former coworker and friend that lives in Smoke Rise, and, um, but I haven't been over to his house that's on the more south side of Tucker, is that right? Yeah, uh, it sure is. It, when Tucker incorporated it as a city in 2016, they annexed uh, all the smoke rise all the way down to uh, Highway 78, uh, all the way from, from Highway 78 all the way to North Lake Mall. So that, that is Tucker, but smoke rise is that, that section that's about one-third of the size of, of the city of Tucker itself. Uh, and it's older homes uh, and some new construction, but pretty much older pre-existing homes. It's, 
it's beautiful. It's it's hilly. It's treed. Lots of trees. Old growth trees. It's it's beautiful. I invite people to come check it out. So uh, it's one of the last enclaves within kind of the metro Atlanta area that you can still find a pretty good deal on a home um, because unfortunately we, uh, home values haven't really recovered to their pre financial crisis levels. Um, so there is still affordable housing out here, and it's beautiful. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, just to catch up a little more about me, I mean, we have spent so much time in Tucker and, you know, DeKalb County, um, but we recently found the right place. So we're on the north side of town, um, just close to the Gwinnett uh, border, and um, and we just found the right place. Everything fell into place, and we had the means to be able to, you know, slowly move over there. And uh, we are in the process of selling our townhome over in Marietta right now. Sure. So it'll go on the market, and um, it's in a good location. But uh, we lucked out in a really big, nice place. And, um, you know, we're, we're, you know, spending less time on 285, I'm all for <laughs> Oh, God, yeah. Isn't that the truth? And that, that's part, part of what prompted my move also. I was living in... Um, basically West Midtown Atlantic Station, and it was fun. It was a trendy loft, um, but I only had 64 square feet of balcony, and I've got a bit of a green thumb, and that just wasn't cutting it. Um, and my view of, of rooftops also wasn't really working for me. So now I've got beautiful views of trees and hills, uh, and you're right, Robert. You can, get, you can get homes that are pretty substantial si- sizes out here uh, in Tucker and Smoke Rise. So that, that worked for me, and I got a heck of a deal. Uh, on a house, and it's been fun to kind of do the DIY thing and get things fixed up and see, you know, handiwork projects in action. Yeah, and actually that, that's a good segue to my first comment. I actually forwarded you an email to that I first sent to the current mayor and then forwarded on to you. Um, you know, as soon as we get settled into the new place over here in Tucker, we knew about the townhome complex that is behind the neighborhood market, the, you know, the, the Walmart over there between Brett Road and, you know, Spring Meadow where we are. Um, right. Are you familiar with that townhome complex? Absolutely, because uh, out canvassing and delivering signs, people are speaking about that townhome complex and asking a lot of questions. Yeah, and so as I understand, there seems to be an interest from the developer to potentially change some, if not all, of that to air quotes rental townhomes. Now, I have not seen a rental townhome since I left South Georgia. So, and your background is somewhat in real estate, right? Yeah, commercial real estate, so that would include developments such as this. Um, yeah. And, and I am concerned about that as well, and the city hasn't had, they've not been transparent uh, and have not been returning residents' calls when people are calling with questions about this development and others. Uh, so I have a laundry list, and I, I, have, I need to talk to, with um, the city. John McHenry specifically, uh, we're going to have to sit down next week, and, and I've got, a, like I said, a laundry list of questions for him about numerous things, to include this, to include sort of what's happening with in front of the Smoke Rise Elementary School because, as I understand, the sidewalks out there don't conform to path requirements. We've got a number of environmental concerns with Kofra uh, Lake, for example, um, and, and the townhome development. So there's quite a number of things that residents aren't getting the answers, and I'll see if maybe some pressure from a 
political campaign uh, might just be able to get some answers, and I'll have to report back to you, because I, I have not... It's just speculation at this point, but there are concerns, like I said, and we need answers. Yeah. Well, let, let, let's back up. You said that Tucker was incorporated, was it 2016? Has it been that That's long? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. And so in Georgia, to incorporate, you have to have at least three city services, right? Yes, we do. Yeah, so codes and enforcement is one of them. And what are the other services that the city of Tucker offers? And did I lose you? Yeah, you lost me for a second. Oh, I'm, I'm driving through South Georgia, sorry. So yeah, we got good. codes and enforcement. <laughs> codes and enforcement, and then what are the other two city services that Tucker offers? Uh, actually, so we can't, we don't have the resources yet to stand up our own police and fire departments, uh, but the city in, in House Bill 505, there are articles of incorporation. I did read those, and uh, one of the other services is the stormwater storm drains, uh, and there's been a lot of discussion about that because they're failing, and they were owned by DeKalb County, um, and DeKalb County let them just deteriorate to the point that I can tell you that in my neighborhood, I live in Kanawa, and in my neighborhood we have three storm drains that have collapsed. One direct, the largest one is directly across from me, and you can fit a school bus into that thing. And I've got two school-aged boys, uh, 9 and 13 years old. I can only tell you, it's been hell to try and keep them out of that thing and away from it. And all that protects it is yellow caution tape, and it's been that way for over a year. So now it's the city of Tucker's responsibility, but I'm hearing from residents that the only way to get the city to act on that is to sue. And in fact, these three homeowners have all had to sue the city. So I spoke at the last city council meeting about these failing storm trains. Uh, and the answer that keeps coming back is that the residents have to pay for them, which is crazy talk. Because each one, the, the engineering cost for each to repair each one is over $200,000, which is insane to expect for a homeowner to take care of that when responsibility does fall on the city as part of their articles of incorporation. Uh, so we're working on it. Um, it's a problem throughout Tucker, but it's, it's not an easy one to unpack, and, and residents shouldn't have to be forced to sue in order to get their uh, concerns addressed. Oh, well, that's very interesting. See, we just moved from unincorporated Cobb County, uh, where we just had the county to deal with over there. And, I, you know, I've, I've done past episodes and I've done, you know, political work, um, you know, to keep that area out of the city of East Cobb for these various reasons. I mean, we, we pay our taxes and we pay lots of taxes and we pay probably even more taxes to the Cobb County. But, of course, the city movement that happened, you know, to make the city of Tucker, and now, as you're saying, and we actually have the same exact issue, I assume that we would go to DeKalb County for these storm improvements, but now you're saying that that was actually written into the city charter, and yeah, residents are having to sue to do that. That's very interesting. Yeah, I had to do a little digging um, because, it, again, in canvassing, I, I knocked on doors and I saw the sinkholes and there's like I said the one right across from me so I said can you tell me what you're what what you're I'm sure you've been making calls and they called uh, public works and the, the cab watershed and the city and 
it, it was through digging that I discovered that it was part of the Articles of Incorporation. So, but look, they've they've done everything they could can could to not take care of these issues. But these are serious problems. I mean, somebody could get seriously injured. I've got neighbors that have small pets that run out in their yards. I mean. It's a serious concern, um, and I'm surprised the city's not more concerned about their liability, frankly. Yeah, that's very interesting. And so what is the third city service Um, I'm trying to think. I'm stumped right now off the top of my head, but I will report back to you on that. Yeah, so it'll be very interesting to find out. I know that we do have a, um, a court. So, oh, yeah, it's code en- but yeah, you mentioned code enforcement, and that's been another thing that, um, just if I could real quick, code enforcement, I'm hearing from many different people that I need to look into code enforcement and go to the next code enforcement hearings because it's not being enforced um, fairly. It's, I'll say this, in my subdivision, which is a, a, a more upscale it's got a, it's got the country club attached to it. So, um, but there there are cars that have been sitting there without registration for a, a long time, um, and I know that these people aren't getting tickets for those. But if you go into some of the more economically repressed areas, uh, they get tickets hammered all the time and get nailed with community service uh, for just having a car parked on the grass that is registered. So, you know, we've got some issues with code enforcement that I need to look into and make sure that, that it's being enforced fairly. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, uh, it is very interesting, depending in which part of the city you live in, um, you know, who's actually interested in looking at what. And, uh, yeah, that's very interesting. <laughs> Welcome it to is. And, and, well, precisely. And there's, there's, like I said earlier, there are environmental concerns that I've, I was unaware of, really, until I started running. I didn't know that right behind the cookout and Wendy's uh, on Hugh Howell is a junkyard uh, that is that services all of the Cab County, sends all of their uh, abandoned vehicles on the side of the road to this junkyard, and they're leaking oil and gas, and it's running off into neighborhoods uh, of homes that are about in the you know low hundred thousand dollar range. They don't have the means to defend themselves, uh, so they're getting together and they've hired an environmental attorney. But I mean, my God, I, I didn't I didn't know that that was happening. So uh, that's what I said. I've got to sit down with the city and, and ask, you know, how this isn't even zoned for this. How is this happening, and why are their concern? Why have their concerns not been addressed to the point that they had to hire an environmental environmental attorney? Yeah, that, that is also very interesting. Um, you mentioned was it John McHenry? Was it? Yes. And I've got a good relationship with him. He's been really good. I've sat down to the planning and development meetings. He's directed uh, a lot of information, and, and, and he's answered all of my questions. So I've got a good relationship with him, and I'm hopeful that I can get answers to some of these questions. Uh, but, uh, you know, they're, they're complicated, like the, the environmental concerns at Cofer Lake and with this junkyard that apparently, you know, it's in, like I said, it's not even zoned for it. Um, and they've allowed the stormwater retention for that to, to get filled in in order to make room for more jump cars. So the water from this is just flowing into uh, an economically repressed area for people, like I said, that can't afford to defend themselves. So it's, it's an issue, and somebody's got to look out for the, the underdog here. Oh, for sure. And uh, what is John's role with the city? 
assistant city manager. Uh, but he also okay, is head it. of the pla- but he's also head of planning and development. Gotcha. Okay. If you go to any city council meeting, if you go to any city council meeting, he's the gentleman sitting in a suit that pretty much jumps up anytime there's there's a question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's got his uh, finger on the pulse of the city. I'm sure. Right, right. He's the man I need I need answers from. So. Yeah, yeah. He was actually copied on an email, uh, I think by Noel, who we actually used to play poker with over at uh, a couple of bars off of uh, Hugh Howell. And so I, I know Noelle from years ago, um, sure. you know, and, and she's on the city council, but not in my district. I believe I'm actually in District 1 when I look at the map over on the north side of Tucker over there. I have to double-check the map, though. So. so you've got some interesting, some really interesting city council candidates running in that district, and, and uh, I've, I've been in regular contact with them. I've, I've talked to all of them, and have offered to sit down and meet with them all. So um, you've got some really good choices there for city council representatives. Yeah, I look forward. I know there is a forum coming up, right? I saw that advertised. Yes, September the 20th. Uh, you can go to robinfortucker.com, and I've got more information there about that. But it is September 20th, 5 to 8 p.m., um, and we're really looking forward to that. There will be another town hall. There will That's the debate. There will be a town hall on October the 2nd. We're in the planning stages of that, trying to pin down a location. Looks like it's going to be Smoke Rise Baptist Church. But I'm trying to get gotcha. it moved to um, to a, a school auditorium um, to maybe take it out of a church. Some people would be apprehensive to go to a church. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we do have separation of church and state in right. this great country we live in. Yeah, and, and uh, Tucker's big enough for 36,000 residents. We've got the, we a, a budget of, of multi, what, $15 million. So we can we can afford to rent out a high school gymnasium. <laughs> yeah, which we also pay taxes for, by the way. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, and speaking of taxes, so I, ha- I haven't double-checked the tax bill, but most of our taxes go to the school in DeKalb County. What sliver of our taxes actually go to Tucker? That's been a bone of contention. Um, we have the lowest tax rate of, of any municipality uh, in, in the suburbs of Atlanta, basically. Um, our, our watershed, for example, is $44, which all of the other municipalities, it's about $150. Um, we can be generating uh, quite a bit more taxes. and. and if we just raised it even $50 a household, we would be able to make budget. My issue with the budget is that right now they're using SPLOST funds, uh, which are set to expire in, in 2026. And the mayor has basically acquiesced that they really don't have a plan beyond that um, because because the taxes are so low uh, and the SPLOST funds run out. We're going to have to start looking at, at different options. I really don't want another special option of local tax, SPLOST. Uh, but what we could do and what I'm looking at, and from my, from my background in commercial real estate, we really ought to be holding developers' feet to the fire. The townhome developer that you mentioned earlier should be paying an impact fee. Those are developer paid. That wouldn't affect residents like yourself or me or people who've been here for years and years. They would pay nothing, but developers would pay for the damage that they cause to the infrastructure uh, with 
an impact fee. Um, usually it's about $500 to $1,000 a bedroom. Uh, so that would go a long way toward helping to help balance the city's budget. But I know that I'm trying to figure out how to say this diplomatically. I know that city council and our incumbent mayor are very much opposed to this because they have a lot of developer friends, and that's not how this should be. We need to be looking out for the residents of Tucker and trying to keep their taxes low, not outside developers' profits high. Oh, well, I could go on and on and on about the way Cobb County does this. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I know we both a, I mean, including a case that went all the way to the Georgia Supreme Court for tax breaks that Kroger is going to get that Kroger does not need at all. <laughs> and that's, that's just the way it's been. Um, for the listeners, I'll say this. The, this. the city of Tucker voted about 70% Democratic in 2020. And... Everyone is very shocked when they hear that our that our municipal government that the that the mayor is Republican and that five out of six of our city council members are Republican. Part of the reason for that is nothing that I can change, um, because the the elections are set up in off election years, which never benefit Democrats. So that's how we ended up here. Um, but we have Democrats running in in every race that's open right now. So there are options, and we're looking to turn Tucker blue. Even though, like I said, it's a, that's the hashtag we're going with, it kind of defies logic because we're set, we voted 70% Democratic in, the, in the, the presidential election, but for municipal government, it's hashtag turn Tucker blue. <laughs> gotcha. But now I need to clarify... Technically, your race is nonpartisan, correct? That is correct. It is nonpartisan, uh, but government should always be representative of the people that it governs, and I would assert that right now it's not in Tucker. Gotcha. And so what I've seen some of the posts on social media. You have asserted that number of the council members and um, the current mayor he was the former chairman of the GOP, wasn't he? Yes, he was, he was chair, and that's what I'm saying, is that uh, while the race is nonpartisan, in full disclosure, our current incumbent mayor was chairman of the DeKalb GOP. I myself held numerous offices within the Democratic Party. I was President Obama's campaign director for South Carolina, North Carolina, and Georgia. I know that they're wanting to keep partisan politics out of it, but politics are pretty much always partisan. Yes, this is a nonpartisan race. And what I've been telling people is that if, if slash when elected mayor, by 10 years working in the military, working with people from all walks of life and certainly all political affiliations, uh, has given me more than enough qualifications and ability to work across party lines and get things done, because that's what I did for all of my military career. Yeah. And we're all of this together. There's yeah, a certain absolutely. Guy that, yeah, there's a certain guy that no longer occupies the White House. Precisely. Something, something was supposed to happen this week, and it did not happen. <laughs> and, he, and, and he still does not occupy the White House. So yeah, hallelujah we're all for that. Together. <laughs> we are all in we're this all together. All and and yeah. I just I, I recognize and understand that the residents of Tucker – are more often than not progressive Democrats. And I, I, I want to give them a vision that reflects 
their views. Certainly things like the non-discrimination amendment that has been sitting there for since 2019 in the city of Tucker without any action taken because the mayor says there is no discrimination in Tucker, which to me is speaking from a point of privilege as somebody who probably has never been discriminated against. Discrimination does exist. We have cases within Tucker. Excuse me, I'm having to catch my breath here. <laughs> I'm getting a little overexcited. But um, it, it is a problem, and we need to be looking out for people. We certainly have to have laws in place that protect uh, against discrimination before it happens. Um, but it's already happened in the case of people that testified at the city council meetings saying that they were discriminated against at Tucker Brewing Company, a, a, a lady that had a miscarriage and was denied her medications for her miscarriage at Walgreens Pharmacy because the pharmacist cited a religious issue with giving her medication for a miscarriage, not an abortion, a miscarriage. So there is discrimination we need to protect. The amendment as written protects, again, protects veterans, it protects women, it protects minorities, uh, creeds, you name it, and that is where we need to be headed. It's, it, I can't even fathom that it's had this much controversy and that the mayor actually says oh. that the amendment is de divisive. That blows my mind. Oh, well, Republicans want to talk about divisive? Yeah, exactly. Right. Protecting minorities is divisive, according yeah. to them, and, and um, that this discrimination doesn't exist. And that that's that is the reason right there that I'm running. That is the – if I had to pick a reason, that was the issue. I am a gay man, and I'll tell you this. Like I said, the amendment as written protects, protects veterans. The only time in my life I have ever been refused service was while on active duty in uniform. I was refused service at a coffee shop and told that – Oh, you soldiers, you're just you're just like all those welfare recipients collecting your government cheese, and they refuse it. So yes, the discrimination does actually happen against the military. Oh yeah, I mean my both of my grandfathers were the, our greatest generation. They were World War II veterans. Um, my former stepbrother uh, died for this country in Afghanistan. Um, yep. That's completely ridiculous. It is, and and, and, it, and and it's it's awful that that we're not protecting these people. So we can do that. It's, it's, it's simple. The, the, um, the ordinance is very well written. Uh, it was drafted by a team of people, and the, the mayor won't even allow it to be read for consideration. So that's upsetting to me. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, Doraville already did this, right? They did. Yeah. Yes, so they did. I, I've just, yeah. And I did a past episode with Steph Coons just across, you know, 85 uh, from Doraville. And um, Doraville is 125 years old. Oh, yeah. And, and it's amazing that that city has existed, you know, about as long as Atlanta has. That's amazing. And, um, and, and here we are in Tucker, and we've, and we've got storm drains falling in. <laughs> Storm drains falling in. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've been looking at this thing for over a year across from me. So. Yep. And we actually have uh, one in our yard. Uh, we, we inherited it from, you know, uh, buying this new house. And so it's yep. going to be an issue in our yard, too. Yep. And you shouldn't have to sue the city to get action taken on it. And you definitely shouldn't have to pay $200,000 of your own money to get it fixed. So... <laughs> 
Uh, and that's what I've been encountering. We're trying to help represent these people as the loud mouth in the room. At least I figured that since I'm running for office, I can be noisy about this and, and maybe get some action taken. So that's what we're trying to do right now. Uh, so I'll be happy to bring it up at the next council meeting because I'm going to be there anyways if you want me to. Yeah, speaking of those council meetings, I did get an update. They have moved those to Zoom meetings now because of COVID? Uh, so here's the thing. They had been only Zoom. Then they started in-person council meetings uh, two meetings ago. But at that meeting, I was there, and they said that they were going to be going back to only in-person and discontinuing the Zoom option. And again, as sort of the loud mouth, uh, I took to social media and criticized them and said that, that, that we need to be more accessible and that having the Zoom option doesn't cost the city, but I think $30 a month uh, for Zoom. So it's having them more accessible to the elderly and disabled people benefits. And uh, so now they have gone back to a Zoom option and in person. So I will be there in person, but they, they did um, – they did acquiesce, and we do have Zoom again. Gotcha. Well, I'm actually Hold on one second. I want to say that the city of Tucker does monitor their social media, so if anybody has any issues, if you take to their social media, they, they will listen, and that's how we got the Zoom meetings back. And so thanks for the rest of that story. I was curious how that actually came to be. So, yeah. Um, and just a quick update, I'm driving to South Georgia. I believe the area here on 75 South that I'm driving through was damaged by a tornado a number of years ago. And it's very interesting. I see that the plot of land, they actually cleared it. Guess what they built on that plot of land? Oh, gosh, I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> a solar farm. It's completely full of solar panels. Oh, wow, that's amazing. So this that's... is just north of... Yeah, in the middle of uh, middle Georgia, just north of Montezuma, is a solar panel farm. That's incredible. I, I can't wait. I, I really hope that I can win this election so that I can do some initiatives like that here in Tucker. Maybe we can clear out this, this illegal junkyard and put a solar farm there. <laughs> right. And so, um, you know, we, all, we actually just talked about our Jeeps. Um, I have a plug-in Jeep. Um, and I'm in the process of installing, you know, the home level two charger and, um, you know, the, the bar that we talked about, I'm uh, uh, working possibly with the landlord there to install an EV charger at the office that's getting busier, you know, now that COVID is. Um, but I don't know if, you, if you've had any interest in expanding EV chargers around the city, too. Oh, yeah, most definitely. We need e as many EV chargers as we can. Uh, as you know, those are, those are destination. We'll actually get some, some, some traffic uh, and tourists that we would have ordinarily had, people that can see Tucker uh, and Smoke Rise, if we can get some of those installed. We just need the locations. Uh, the city does have lands that, that um, in, the, in the master plan that are designated for uh, green space, but we can we can include some EV chargers in some of the public parking. Uh, I think it's a wonderful option. I'm glad you brought it up. I've got my kids yeah, involved. Even I've got my kids involved in the the Atlanta Green Cell Youth Program. So that's something that I would love to get the younger the younger generation on specifically. Yeah, and uh, we went to the Falcons game last night. Um, I don't know what this season is going to turn out. Hopefully, last night 
was not an indication, but um, right across <laughs> the street, um, you'll, you'll like the story, there is the Mercedes-Benz lot. So if you have a Mercedes, you can park in this lot for free, and it's prime parking, very nice lot. But the whole irony is the Jeep I'm driving right now has a Mercedes German transmission, but allegedly I can't park in there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm interested about that specifically. I mean, I wish that we could get uh, non-proprietary technology, you know, not that you don't just have to have a Tesla to use some of these chargers, um, especially if you're paying for the use of of the charge, as as some of the Tesla chargers you you do have to pay. So, you know, let's, let's, let's get some synergy going. Right, right, for sure. Yeah, but um, it's a really good conversation here. Any other topics you want to cover while we're on? Uh, let me think. Um, there, there's so many. I, I get calls every day about things that I didn't even realize were happening in Tucker. Uh, crime is one that always comes up because right now we're getting a, a rash of crime emanating from across U.S. 78. Uh, we had a number of break-ins in smoke rice, and what, that was surprising. There were actually home invasions. Um, that were very dramatic. Someone's dog was shot and killed during a home invasion. So you wouldn't think that these things were happening in Smoke Rise, but they are. And like I said, we, keep, we don't have the resources yet to stand up our own police department, but the city must work with the homeowners associations and help them stand up neighborhood watches uh, in, in conjunction with the police, the DeKalb Police Department. So that's one thing that I want to do. I also want to call on the Cap Police Department to step up patrols. They did initially right after the home invasions, but they haven't been patrolling since then, and they need to be. So crime is an issue, uh, and I look, as a parent, I want, any parent wants their family to be safe. Uh, so I want my kids to be safe from crime and certainly from the sinkhole that you could fit a school bus in that's right across the street from us. So the city of Tucker has got to be better stewards of our tax money and, to, and take care of some of these issues. And that, yeah. that's what and, I want and, to leave you with. Yeah, and, and don't be afraid to, well, God knows over in Cobb County, we were paying more taxes than the Braves are in Kroger. Right. I mean, don't be afraid. I mean, Cobb County rose taxes, and look at what happened to their commission. The Republicans are out, the Democrats are in. Yes. I mean... You know, I know they're going to hammer me for this, uh, proposing to raise the watershed tax by $50 a household, but that's $50 a year, and you would get uh, – that we, we could get the storm drains repaired and replaced instead of having sinkholes all across – in your yard and in mine uh, and all across Tucker. So it's something that we've got to, to, to look at, um, and I think $50 a year uh, – look, I, I, most people can afford that, I, I would hope, and it would keep their families safe. So. Well, I, I would counter, we would rewind the episode and go back to what you said. The developers, it's not our job to make the developers money. That, that, exactly. Impact fees. Impact fees and increasing the watershed tax by $50. That, that right there would balance the budget. We, would, we could do away with SPLOST because everybody's paying the sales tax, but SPLOST. Uh, so, and you're paying more than $50 a year in that. So if we, if we could just do those two things... We could, we could, Tucker would be a much better city, and the quality of life would be better for all of us. Yeah. 
And it, it's a no-brainer. And if you look again at what happened in Cobb County, they, you know, did backdoor deals to bring the Braves to Cobb County, and all that went down, and the Republicans lost that battle. Um, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't have a crystal ball. Miss Cleo is no longer with us. Right. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you know, you know, silencing people is not the way to get through this. I mean, there, there, there's a very, there's a very clear path forward to work together and get this done. Yeah, precisely, and and the environmental things can be. I mean, that, that could be a major issue, and I've watched, I've been at council meetings when uh, a, one of the homeowners that I talked about that lives off behind Hugh Howell, behind the Wendy's and cookouts, he got up to speak and was absolutely swarmed uh, with, with, by the city attorney and um, the, uh, Mr. McHenry to, to not speak. And so you're exactly right. These people shouldn't be silenced. Um, because that gentleman is suing the city doesn't mean that he, he, his First Amendment rights are taken away. But he was told that he couldn't speak because of the lawsuit. So, Wow. And yeah. if I'm not mistaken, I mean, uh, Sam Olin, of all people, who I have very mixed feelings about due to you know, past situations, but he's a former Attorney General of Georgia, um, I have heard his lecture on open sunset or open sunshine laws about uh, official meetings here in Georgia. That's a yeah. huge concern to me. Yes, he contacts me quite a lot. Um, I'm in regular contact uh, about that, and he asked me what it would mean to have sunshine in the government. And my answer to that was that sunshine, sunshine is the best disinfectant. Uh, so let's get transparency. Transparency throughout government is, is the objective, and we need to make meetings more accessible. We need to make sure that people can get their voices heard. Uh, and, and nobody should be silenced, not when they're paying taxes. Yeah, I agree. All right, anything else you want to get in on the episode? Um, you can go to Um And if, there, if anyone out there needs a yard sign, please feel free to reach out. You can email me directly, robin at robinbiro.com. That's R-O-B-I-N-B-I-R-O. Uh, that's, that's it. Thank you so much, Robert, for the opportunity to speak to everybody, and I hope all the listeners have a great day. Yeah, thanks, Robin. Talk to you soon. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.